Hey listeners, welcome to the Ad Intellect podcast. Today we have with us Kartika, who's an UI/UX designer and has previously worked as a front-end developer and also as a freelance copywriter. In this episode, Kartika shares her incredible journey where she was able to make multiple career pivots from a freelance copywriter to a front-end developer and then finally to a UI/UX designer in a very short amount of time. Later in this episode, we also discuss about the up-and-coming digital design trends. NFTs, mindfulness and so much more. So without further ado, let's jump straight into the show. Hey Kartika, thank you for uh tuning into Adlect. I know we have been going back and forth since a long time with regards to the podcast, but thank you for taking out the time and and uh be here uh for the show. Hey, hello, Kinshuk. Thanks for this opportunity. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to this hub. This podcast will turn out great. So, um, I think the best way to start this uh, episode is, I think, I think with your story. Um, when I was going through, like, definitely, like when I was going through your LinkedIn in preparation for this show, I think you you had a great series of achievements in such a small amount of time. uh so i i wanted to start with that so um you graduated somewhere in 2020 in the middle of the pandemic and then worked as a freelance copywriter for a couple of months then you joined vodafone as a front end developer and then quickly pivoted into the role of ui ux designer now for some context all this happened within within like one and a half years while we were still dealing with the pandemic and and everything else was ha- happening so can you can you share basically you know your story in a bit more depth like uh, being an being an ec ec engineer uh, how did you realize that ui ux design was your calling and then how were you able to pivot to your dream role so so quickly within your organization hmm. okay So even before starting my college in BIT Valor as an EC undergrad, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I had this. Um, so I had this itch to try everything I can in the college itself because I wasn't sure if I wanted to be an engineer in the future, but I wanted to be sure of grabbing all the opportunities I can in the college. Mm-hmm. So as soon as as I joined the college, I was looking for all these clubs and chapters and what all I can do. So in this pursuit I was in the editorial department I was in the event management department HR department and and also I took some technical sessions here and there mm-hmm. so uh, in spite of this after 4 years I wasn't sure that where my career is going though I loved every bit of it I couldn't see myself uh, pursuing a career in it so i sat in placement with no agenda in my mind i was like okay let's just get placed and maybe then we can think about it mm-hmm. so in november 2019 i got placed at vodafone uh once i got placed uh, i had this uh, buffer of time you know 6 to 7 months like mm-hmm. my 7th uh, semester exams were done and 8th semester was pretty chill with just one project so uh, i was thinking about things which i can make my career out of so i ventured into digital marketing mm-hmm. i ventured into copywriting uh, i tried a bunch of few stuff here and there but it still didn't feel like my calling 
so as you know in march 2020 uh, the pandemic happened and uh, i had to leave my college and come back home mm-hmm. so i had even more free time so again uh, just like uh, always i was searching about uh, what i can do in my future because it was very important for me to like my job to grow in it and so uh, by uh, may 2020 i ventured mm-hmm. into freelancing so there's this girl called sahili chatterjee uh, she used to constantly post about freelancing and all and and thankfully in that duration she launched her own course called freelancing academy 101 mm-hmm. uh, i did join that course and then i got my first freelancing gig uh, in the field of content writing so i could see myself doing that and scaling there but mm-hmm. i still wasn't sure if uh, this is my ultimatum or my ultimate goal so anyway uh, by september 2020 i joined vodafone as a graduate in the engineer trainee uh, i went through all the trainings and then uh, i started my work as a front end developer mm-hmm. i didn't really hate it but uh, i never wanted to get into coding but uh, so i was like okay let's give myself some time and maybe i will figure out in the organization itself that what i want to do and thanks to my luck fate or whatever we call it the service line i joined in had a lot of designers a lot of ui ux designers and then uh, i asked my line manager if i can transition my field into designing from a front end developer and thankfully she agreed and then i started my training under a very good ui designer my mentor and that's how my journey of designing began and UI uh, I never searched for UI UX designing this was something which happened to me I never considered myself as a designer I considered myself as a marketer or a writer mm-hmm. but uh, I was very lucky to find something which was an amalgamation of technology and something creative mm-hmm. so UI UX design was it uh, so uh, in my mind UI UX designing like any other person it was about uh creating graphics or just drawing components and nothing more but when i started i realized that it's a huge field like i underestimated it in fact in the first 3 months i was like okay maybe i should go back to front end developer because at least i was good at it because my initial design sucked and i couldn't contribute to my projects and uh i was basically my confidence was reducing day by day but i was liking whatever i was doing so i continued with it i was like worst comes first they will kick me out of job i have freelancing at hand like i had that confidence in my mind so i continued with it so uh, after 3 to 4 months uh, i could see uh, the improvement in my designs and even the management started like praising me and by uh, by june of 2021 i even got the employee of the month award and that's when my wow. moral boosted like okay maybe i'm doing something right that's why organization cared about giving me this award so after that uh, i'm still learning uh, i still i'm not like even 70% there mm-hmm. but now i learn with more peace of mind and with more enthusiasm uh, yeah. so yeah that's how my journey is as of now for now i'm concentrating on building my portfolio and adding as many projects as possible But yeah, it was a good journey. Great, great. 
So um, from what I can gather, basically, um, so UI UX happened happened by chance because you were you were in a team where there were a lot of designers. You saw their work, what they were doing day in mm-hmm. day out, and you sort of got attracted to asked it. Asked for then, the opportunity. Yeah, you asked for the opportunity. That's that's great. A um, couple of questions which uh, come to my mind is that, um, like, so when uh, when you were you know leading this conversation with your line manager to to transition into a different role than what you were hired for, mm-hmm. did this thought run into your mind that um, you know? I mean, I think you at that point you you how many months or years had you completed with uh, whom? four to five months and three yeah. three months as a training like three okay. months went into training and two months as a front-end developer yeah great so technically it was it was a bit early right so did you yeah. think that you know I, I i'm just here for you know the last six seven months and i'm asking my manager to change my uh role so were you a bit skeptical about it like uh what would they say uh, and stuff so, like that uh, i have learned this very uh not fairly in my college says that you should always ask for the opportunity Great. so also vodafone's culture is amazing like they they care for the employees a lot and they want them to thrive and they care about what uh, if the employee is satisfied in his or her work or not mm-hmm. so i was confident that they will let me uh, train as an ui ux designer Mm-hmm. I wasn't confident about the fact that if I can become one, because as I said, I never considered myself as a designer. Mm-hmm. But thanks to my courage, finally I can consider myself as a designer. Great, great. No, I think I think that's that's amazing. That's the amazing thing. I personally learned this quite late in my career that um, a lot of things really happen because you had the courage to ask probably your peer or your manager yeah. or, or yeah. someone else. So, I mean, earlier I used to see a lot of opportunities, but I would probably let, let them go because, you know, I, I thought that, you know, mm-hmm. it might be too early for me to ask or I should build, build some credibility and then should, I should ask. But uh, I, I let go a few opportunities back then, but um, now I think I have built that muscle in which if there's something worthwhile, I'll, I'll just go ahead and ask. So, um, it's that's great. very important, that's... especially considering the internet age. Mm-hmm. If you are not the one seeking for the opportunities, you're losing yeah. out on a lot. Uh, even my first job, I uh, got it by asking for it because my branch wasn't mentioned in the list of candidates they were considering. I went to the uh, placement office and I was like, my branch isn't even mentioned here. Mm-hmm. And then they added it next day. So thanks to okay. that, I joined Vodafone. And then yeah. all my freelancing opportunities. So it was an inbound. When I started out, I had to reach out to clients and it was difficult because you had to get on calls with random strangers and, and convince them that you are the perfect fit, especially when you don't have the proof of work. So, it. yeah, it's a very important skill to have that muscle of asking first and not just waiting for opportunities to come to you. Definitely. Definitely. Got it. Cool. Um, one more thing I, I just wanted to touch base about uh, your career. Again, uh, when I was looking at your profile and going through your LinkedIn, one thing which really came up to me was that, like, I think during your uh, college life, for the most part, you were very active in, in various organizations, societies, 
um right so can you can you share a few bits and pieces about that experience like how did it help you like shape your personality probably or you know mm-hmm. probably in your in your current professional life uh, can you share some some aspects of it right so uh, i'm an ec i graduated as an ec engineer but mm-hmm. i wasn't interested in most of the subjects which was being taught there some of them were really interesting but most of them were like if i good grade if, if i get good grades that's enough for me i i'm not passionate about them at all so and as i said that i wanted to try all the uh, harness all my creative energies in to all the creative pursuits in college itself so uh, as soon as i joined uh, uh, again uh, just like i said i asked this person if i can join his ngo it was in a nascent stage like it it was it had like five to six members and i joined that ngo and i could see it growing from 500 followers on facebook to 30000 followers on facebook and it was a huge learning curve and also my uh, writing skills improved dramatically my uh, oratory skills improved dramatically and it has been it is very useful till now like whatever profession i choose both of these skills are very useful and then uh, along with that uh, i wanted to join a club which could uh, help me in maintaining my physical fitness so i joined trekking club fun fun club like we used to uh, i have at least trekked 15 to 20 uh, mountains in velour in four years wow so there also uh, i was working as an event manager and again i was managing a lot of people and mm-hmm. this skill proved to be useful in office itself and i had to uh, you know uh, train the juniors or ask them or give them some work so yeah i got the leadership skills from there and then there was women in technology where i realized that i love teaching i used to conduct technical sessions from there and i also developed this knack of keeping uh, uh, track of all the trends which is going in the technological field mm-hmm. so i can say that all the soft skills which i gained from the club and chapters are, have been more useful than the degree i got because uh, okay. uh, if you see my title it's ui ux designer and i'm i'm not justifying my degree at all mm-hmm. so currently all the soft skills i learned through all these club and chapters that's the most uh, useful part in my life as of now great great no i i think i can relate to to what you said i mean um so i i am in so i was in this uh branch which is which was quite new at that time which was which was like electronics and computer science so it was combination of both so i can i can relate um mm-hmm. so uh i also joined a couple of clubs uh but those were mostly out of my out of my university so i joined this this thing mm-hmm. called the uh, isec which is one of the largest mm-hmm. youth run student bodies and i was there for the for two years and like like you If said if i had more time i would have joined isec the community yeah. is very cool <laughs> yeah they uh, one of the best uh, definitely uh, yeah. i was uh, in my previous podcast i was also talking about that to someone so yeah really really great community really great team uh, and that was that was really transformational for me because uh, back in university i think i remember i was i was a, i think my whole school and like the first two years of university i was a i was an introvert basically mm-hmm. but then isec happened and once i left isec 
uh, it was a totally 360 degree shift where I got to know how to network. I, I interacted with a lot of people. So that was really transformational for, for myself. Uh, but I think you had a you had a broader experience uh, in a sense that you you were a part of an NGO, you were a part of the Women in Tech Club as well. Um, so I think yeah, I think I think that was great, and I can totally relate that your entire four years of degree and those three clubs might have been more impactful. So. Right. Yeah, I think. I so think uh, it's because of WIT that I got introduced to design. If it wasn't for that chapter, mm-hmm. maybe I wouldn't have even asked my line manager to take great. me in. Great. Because great. I wouldn't have known that what is design. I haven't. Uh, I wouldn't have even used a single tool by then. Yeah. So yeah. That's also played a very good factor. Awesome. So WIT is a is a club within VIT. If I'm understanding it. It's a chapter within VIT and it's okay. associated with IEEE. Okay. And it's run by students. Yeah, it's run by uh, female students, right? Got it. Women in technology. Okay. We have many like that. IEEE core, uh, IEEE uh, microwave engineering. Mm-hmm. So IEEE WIT is part of the core. Okay. Okay. So that's where you got some exposure of what UI UX is and, and stuff like Not that. really. I didn't even know. Uh, I didn't even know what's UI UX before joining my organization. Okay. I was okay. Uh, once I joined her, and that too after four to five months, I was hearing the, those buzzwords: UI designing, UX designing, mm-hmm. design thinking, user experience, and uh, I got really confused. But I got to know that it involves uh, uh, being creative, using Photoshop, using Illustrator, using Figma, and I have also worked in Figma before. So I was like, okay, this is something I can try out, and it's in my field, like it's, uh, it's related to tech. So that worked mm. out for me. And I al- always wanted to stay in tech irrespective. Got it. Got it. I think it, it, it shows uh, like how, I mean, we're, we spent four years studying something, but then the rest of the career are based on certain different skills, which yeah. universities uh, don't So those four years are a bubble. Yeah. Once you uh, join an organization, the bubble bursts and you realize, okay, there are so many things. Yeah. I mean, I, I sometimes wonder about it, but hopefully, you know, ed tech and everything else will solve it uh, in, in the next few years. Right. Anyways, uh, let's let's move to the world of UI UX uh, now because you're now well-versed with, with the entire ecosystem and you're like working on projects and stuff like that. So... What I wanted to ask you is, as a designer, what are some recent UI UX trends that you have discovered and you want to share with the listeners? So on the top of my mind, it's the dark mode. Like everyone is aware of that. People think it's just converting the white parts to the black, but it's much more that much more than that. You mm-hmm. have to uh, design component, especially for that. You have to change the entire color system. Mm-hmm. So that's their dark mode uh, as, because it uh, reduces the strain on your eyes and it's obviously more easier to use. And then there's 3D designing. It wasn't popular till now because it takes a lot of time to load on the mm-hmm. page. But with 5G, it will become more and more popular. And mm-hmm. then there is AR and VR, which is uh, which I'm uh, sure is the next big thing. Yeah. Again, uh, if you're good with 3D designing, 
you can uh, enter into the field of ar and vr mm-hmm. it requires a whole different not different but a whole new level of skill sets you have to expand the uh, broaden your existing skill set as a ui ux designer to enter into ar and vr Got it. Yeah, these three. Cool. So, I think very well put. I think these three are are really, you know, hot takes right now. Right. Um, dark mode is something which which I'm. I mean, I love dark mode within apps and uh, UIs. Um, I mean, well executed dark modes. I think if you remember uh, when when these started coming out, there were some really bad designs which. actually spoiled the experience rather than enhancing it right. but i think now, like with time the the whole um, look and feel of it has improved and there are some some well executed dark modes um and mm-hmm. I, i find myself like for apps which are which do it really well i find myself you know keeping them permanent them yeah like even in the daytime i'll use dark modes for certain apps uh so slack is one of them which which i frequently use for work and then um twitter is i, I think looks really good uh, in dark mode so definitely i i love that this just tells you how uh, how useful for it is for the business to listen to the users yeah and how important designers are exactly exactly no definitely i, I think a well executed dark mode with regards to their color palettes and um yeah everything else contrasts and everything i think it's a very hard thing to to nail because you can't really choose those palettes which you are choosing for a normal uh day mode app right so you can't yeah i think it, it's it's the issue with readability and visibility if you just randomly make everything white black exactly so it's it's yeah. not that there's a lot of uh, color theory behind it yeah yeah no i think it's it's a it's a very difficult job for a designer to design a good one especially for more complicated apps which have a lot of things going on right so no i i, I think that's your spot on there uh, one of the biggest trends um ar and vr i i mean i know because i follow on your on you on twitter like you are very much excited about the metaverse and web 3.0 as well so we'll we'll um I have some questions reserved for that, but definitely AR and VR are definitely the next big things with the advent of metaverse and and everything else. Um, are you like, uh, are you are you into three D design currently, or are you looking to learn it or something? Funnily, like uh, I was uh, remember that phase before I joined my job and freelancing. Mm-hmm. So I was trying three D design then. Uh, I'm okay. not trying it now, but I did try it then and. it is uh, maybe uh, i didn't get uh, pretty hands on with it like i i didn't have much experience with design but i mm-hmm. found it very difficult to design in blender but i think okay. if i try it again it will become much more easier so an illustration which takes 5 minutes in adobe illustrator took me mm-hmm. 20x in blender oh but okay. yeah that's something i'm considering that i want to specialize in got it got it no i think i'm i'm uh, i'm very much into those 3d avatars that you create right so if you see on, mm-hmm. on twitter there are a lot of people Biden. who have this yeah 3d uh, avatars mm-hmm. there um kind of i think it was inspired from i think snap snapchat did it first with their 
bit mojis if you remember yeah, yeah snapchat nails it when it comes to yeah so TV. i think snapchat started it with bitmoji and then uh, apple had their own uh, memoji kind of thing which mm-hmm. later translated into that 3d art which is gaining i think a lot of popularity so also there's a artist called amritpal singh i think you must have heard about yeah, him yeah exactly yeah he does a very good job in 3d designing because of him i'm inspired to you know uh, harness my skills there yeah i i think you follow him on twitter yeah he he has some really good designs mm. pretty pretty good ones right. definitely cool um one thing which i wanted to ask you is that uh, looking from a metaverse and web 3.0 standpoint um do you think like once uh, we start to accelerate into like the metaverse development starts taking on i mean it's it's already at a huge scale but you know when it, when it goes mainstream and we have a lot of decentralized apps within the web 3.0 space the will it also impact the ui ux world in a sense that will there be like different sort of frameworks for designing decentralized apps or it will be more or less the same no uh so it will dramatically impact the way we de- see design as of now mm-hmm. because it's one thing to make your digital design on your screen user friendly mm-hmm. and then it's another thing to make it immersive for the users mm-hmm. by immersive i mean the user cannot see the difference between what's real and what's not okay. if he can't see the difference that means the user has done a good job and also uh, as a designer uh, you need to know how society works if you want to venture into metaverse and ar and vr mm-hmm. how society works how human interact in real world and not in the digital world mm-hmm. and you will be responsible for the pros of it and also the threats which might be in metaverse so basically you need to learn how do humans human got it and uh we know that uh, psychological plays a very important part in designing mm-hmm. but in metaverse it will be to a whole new level yeah no i think i think that's a very that's a very great perspective um like yeah. metaverse would force you or let's say anything designed in ar and vr would force you to move out of that you know that 8 inch phone screen yeah i think and um get into the like the real world and then pick up design cues from there and embed it right, into your right, software right. so the amount of research which need which is needed for metaverse is way higher than it's needed for you know uh, digital screens great you have to note down all the nuances and how human interact in a particular environment yes yes and to replicate that human experience into a digital world it's another another ball game so right. yeah got it that's a that's a great perspective i think like the design i think the design role has is already very it's not an easy job it's it's already very complicated and it's about to get more complicated it's complicated because it's constantly evolving yeah exactly uh, for example i study one thing and mm-hmm. it doesn't even last for like 5 to 6 months there's something new coming up always yeah so yeah um, as a designer it's very important that you keep on learning even as a developer you know like all these frameworks keep on launching it's similar yes. with design yeah so yeah you, 
so as they say uh, if you are not learning you are not growing in this yeah. digital world true true that's that's very true um i wanted to stick to the web3 space metaverse space because i'm personally curious about it at, at this point of time and i think you you are too uh, as as i see from your tweets right um wanted to quickly pivot to nfts that's the hot topic mm-hmm. right now so um what's your personal take on the nfts as a designer like from a point that will re- revolutionize the way we perceive or consume digital art or it's more of a fad okay so the way i see it uh, nfts are for so as humans we like things which are exclusive and only yeah. for us for mm-hmm. example if everybody had iphone it wouldn't have that intrinsic value as it has now yeah so nft gives that uh, you know kick to the people that yeah you and only you are the sole owner of this illustration photo video or whatever right. so for people uh, who can afford them nft is a boon but uh, as of now i don't see people uh, like normal people buying nfts and flipping them mm-hmm. i think for now it is reserved for the rich yeah and yeah uh, it's not a fad it's definitely for here to stay mm-hmm. uh, i'm more interested about the technology which constitutes nft that is blockchain and i can see it transforming the world like anything especially mm-hmm. in finance sector like uh so i have read a lot about it and the way mm-hmm. i see it banks won't exist anymore if blockchain becomes prominent Got and it. in fact i read a tweet on about how if there's a fintech startup and it's not leveraging blockchain then it might as well not exist anymore that that's the importance of blockchain great no i think i think you're spot on um i think nfts because i'm 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 also researching about that uh, them recently i think nfts are a great concept but it's very true that it's 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 very difficult for a common person to buy a a million dollar nft right so not sure how will that scale to you know a global population but i think the whole concept which is fueled by the blockchain i think it's revolutionary for designers um specific designers and creators let's say specifically because um in the whole web 2 2.0 space if you see what's happening right um like let, let's take an artist as an example there's an hmm. artist in a normal current space if they want to sell sell an art um if if they are on amazon or probably any other art related platform they'll have to say um like amazon or someone else a marketplace would take some sort of commission from them right for every uh sale that they are doing nfts allow you to directly right. connect with the the consumer or the yeah the, the collector basically not even the consumer exactly. and the thing about amazon and flipkart is that they sell goods which are in bulk but yeah. nft is unique and that's what makes it special and that's what makes it more expensive exactly it's it's definitely a collectible right so let's yeah. say you know uh probably it's just that you have uh, the authenticity and proof of ownership over that non fungible token exactly so, yeah. exactly no definitely i think 
uh, I think blockchain is is what matters, Eddie. Even if NFT stays or don't stay or you know dies down a couple of years down the line, but currently I think a lot of people are making good money out of it. So, um, are you thinking of in that space, like uh, because you're a designer, a digital de- designer in particular? So when is your NFT coming out? If I may ask. So uh, my personal take is that if you have good personal branding, mm-hmm. then people will uh, people will be willing to buy your nft but that's what my take is mm-hmm. other than that i'd never give it a serious thought but let's see how it goes in future okay and Great. again uh, nft is evolving and i don't think it will fade away it won't fade away uh, it will evolve but as of now i think it's not for the common people like people who are flipping it and making money and people mm-hmm. who are the collectors mm-hmm. The space uh, is more, you know, interesting to them as of now. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Understood. Um, this this brings us to the last question uh, with regards to the topic. Um, I wanted to ask you, like, let's say there's a student who's currently in their final years of um, engineering or whatever they are studying, and probably uh, after their graduation, they want to enter the world of UI UX design. What would be your advice to, let's say a fresher or a last year student uh, within engineering on how should, how can they start preparing for, for a UI UX career? And if you have any specific tips or they can use to build their skills or if you can recommend any tools that they can pick up currently to sort of start to build their portfolio. Right. So I've seen these videos where they are like, if you want to learn UI UX, go learn Sketch, go learn Figma, but that's Mm -hmm. not how it works. Also, whenever I meet a student, not only the college student or uh, even a school student, I recommend them to do freelancing because the amount of learning is insane especially as a college or a school student. And uh, the money you make is like just the cherry on the cake. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other than that, you can follow channels like GFX Mentor, uh, which I follow. Like he helped me immensely in learning Photoshop and Illustrator. And then there's Satarishi Prakash. Yeah, on YouTube. All three of them on YouTube. Got it. Uh, GFX Mentor, Satarishi Prakash, Abhinav Chinkara. Mm-hmm. Uh, these three people uh, played a very big role in my uh, learning journey. And uh, these people are good. You will learn, but nothing like having, uh, you know, work at hand and getting hands on these tools and mm-hmm. freelancing, basically. Even if you're earning really low, it's good. Like, at least you're getting started. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, I still think that you learn more uh, as a freelancer than you learn in an organization because you deal with a variety of clients and you also learn pro- uh, important skills like project management, articulation. And then since there is a uh, variety of need from variety of clients, your, uh, your muscle tends to, uh, so it gives, yeah, you develop that designer's eye really quick when you're working on a variety of projects. Great, great. Thanks for these recommendations. Uh, I think we can uh, we can link the channels to the to the three specific channels in the show notes below for the listeners. Um, 
any sort of like uh, if somebody wants to get into freelancing with regards to marketing or ui ux design any uh, platforms that you recommend how should they go about it i think there's one yeah um i there's i upwork upwork yeah exactly so there's is it upwork, good this fever but i didn't use any of them for my content writing okay gigs i used only facebook groups so use uh, so not many people know this but if you go to facebook and you search for content writing freelancing jobs mm-hmm. you get many facebook groups okay and there people post their requirements and also the amount they are ready to pay okay but i have heard for design uh, fiverr and upwork are really good mm-hmm. but personally i think uh they should concentrate on building a personal brand on platforms like twitter and instagram so mm-hmm. that they can get inbound leads okay so if they have time in hands they should probably start publishing content in these uh social media platforms and target on getting inbound leads and also uh again uh, in platforms like linkedin and facebook you can actually search for keywords like freelancing job design freelancing job and then uh email those people and be like okay this is the work i have done in past or maybe you can also email like okay i'm a fresher i want to learn and i'm ready to do this job free for you mm-hmm. this way you get a pr- proof of work and then next time you can earn an income using it got it got it yeah but i think i think that's a very interesting mm-hmm. point um because they there's so much competition in this uh, in the freelance world there's always somebody who Funny like, it's not even saturated yet i think it has started saturating but it hasn't and people still have a lot of scope there and there are still people looking for good freelancers if you are a good freelancer there's no one stopping you i think compared to uh, uh compared to getting jobs and all it's fairly easy to earn money in freelancing got it if you have a good personal brand then you can make really good money yeah definitely definitely i think money is not a problem Uh, if you're if you're really good at it but i think there's a lot of opinion around um as you said like if if you are a uh, college student and if you get an opportunity to do it for free i think you should take it uh, but there's a lot of unpopular opinion about you know unpaid internship internships and stuff like that but uh, uh, yeah i've seen post on them but personally if the internship was from a good company with a lot of learning i would have took it Yeah. because i know uh, the learning which i get from that internship will be used very useful in the future but exactly then um, but again you should be very careful about what kind of company you are choosing mm. and you should not do internship for the sake of doing an internship you should come out with some uh, proof of work or some immense learning experience from there understood yeah because i i remember like during my uh, third year of engineering i i did a i basically i i wanted to do something different so i did a um i did an internship in a boutique consulting firm which is totally out of scope of the things that i was studying and it was an unpaid internship because uh those guys would first of all they only took mbas as as interns and they paid them so they said that because they were taking a chance on me be, being from an engineering background not an mba background they would won't be able to pay me so mm-hmm. but I, i i never thought of you know the payment part because the things that i gathered out of that really shaped me on what i had to do after uh, my engineering mm-hmm. so 
like i think you know at times because you are not related to that field or or something like that people might not not consider to pay you but if you're really focused on that i think it the returns that you can get out of um sacrificing that 20 30000 rupees are a lot more in, a, in your career uh, over a long right, term right 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 you know people pay to learn these skills why not just learn it free and yeah. in an environment where they will be most useful exactly exactly because whenever i see you know certain debates that you know all internships should be paid definitely they should be and it's not really ideal to make somebody work 3 to 6 months for free but yeah 6 months yeah but you know if you're getting an opportunity which is a, like a short gig which is totally out of your scope like mm-hmm. out of your education but you really want to do it i think it's okay to yeah go into it even if it's not paid so that it shouldn't be a barrier to you uh, technically hmm. good i no i think i think you highlighted some great points so thanks for that uh, advice cool so it 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 now brings us to you know so i reserved the, the last part for some light hearted fun questions which i think would be really interesting um so my first question was that uh, i think i think you're a great uh, like an avid reader mostly from your twitter so what are you currently reading and your top 3 favorite recommendations of all times okay uh, as of now uh, i'm reading principles by redalio it's about okay. the okay. principles he has used in his life and has worked in his favors mm-hmm. basically uh, he saw what worked for him in the past and he noted down and he's using the same system to uh, make other things in his life work for him which i found is very interesting so okay. i was and this inspired me to journal my life and just note down things which i'm learning and experiences which i am having mm-hmm. and then coming to my favorite books the first one is mindset uh, i credit a lot of the opportunities i'm getting to that book okay. because it has shifted a lot of my world view and it's basically about growth mindset so mm-hmm. if i had fixed mindset i would have never considered myself as a designer i would have been like okay uh, i i'm writing since my fifth grade so uh, maybe probably i should go into writing and i can never become a designer but because mm-hmm. after reading that book i was like okay you can always learn the things you wish to work on mm-hmm. so this mindset second is shoe dog nike founder's book yeah amazing nice. journey amazing book and yeah till night and then third is atomic habits very practical book. everyone should read it yeah yeah cool no i think i think these are great books um i for a designer for uh, a designer who's starting out mm-hmm. i do have a blog on it but i will recommend reading don't make me think by steve krug steve i, I don't know if i'm pronouncing it right but okay. really good book to start out and to get a gist of what ui ux designing is like because most right. of people still don't understand what do they do mm-hmm. that book can probably help them and then there is design of everyday things it might not be practically useful for them but it will get them interested in this field Got and it. also see design in everyday objects great great i think i think for the for our listeners we can list all these recommendations in the show notes so that people can easily refer to them but i think i think these are great recommendations um I'll I'll definitely pick up mindset because I have um Yeah, have, you should. It's my favorite book. 
yeah i have heard so much about it but somehow never got a chance to read it so yeah cool thanks for that um the second question was around your um like mindfulness routine or how, like how do you de-stress yourself after a long hectic day of work um so like do you have certain sort of frameworks or habits that you do to you know calm your, yourself down after a stressful day and stuff like that so uh, during lockdown i picked up this habit of doing yoga in the morning okay which like helps me a lot it mm-hmm. like i don't face problems like backache which people complain on twitter about yeah. and then uh, i start my morning on a lighter note and uh, in general i feel uh, very energized after doing yoga like mm-hmm. i'm ready for the day and all and then uh, after work my work ends at 6:30 mm-hmm. i just put on my airpods and i go for a long walk for 1 hour and i keep on listening to music or listen to podcasts uh, okay. or i keep on tweeting so yeah that's how it goes awesome so are you able to practice yoga daily um yeah daily every day it's okay. not that difficult and once i think once if people get the gist of it it actually it's actually very enjoyable yeah no i and, I, uh, i can't skip it if I, if I, if i skip it i feel like i have done something wrong in the day so i never skip it great great no i think i think that's good um yoga is a great habit and if you are able to do it daily that's 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 the best um like you i i also picked up yoga and meditation during the pandemic because you know i think for everyone last one or two years stress levels are very high and everyone is locked at locked at home so I had to do something how has meditation been for you um meditation i'd say it has been very effective probably you know the most effective things that have been in the last couple of years um i used to hate meditation before the pandemic like i couldn't sit um even for 15 20 minutes without doing anything um but then i slowly started doing that initially forced myself to do it uh, i also took uh, i also used this app known as headspace initially uh, which is a mindfulness app um also amazing design yeah amazing but then i i knew that you know i i don't want to be really reliant on the app to do this because that that one that time is when i'm like really not using any like my phone or my ipad or my computer so i really want to do switch switch that off so i got off headspace tried to do it on my own and since then i have built a good stamina for it um so i'm able to do it you know 30 45 minutes at, at a stretch so i so I, i have built a routine out of it like in the morning i'll combine meditation with yoga so it's sort of a exercise plus mindfulness thing and then i'll start my day although uh, the reason i ask you that are you able to do it every day is because i'm not able to you know stick to that routine every day so i'll do it for a week probably skip a few days then come back to it again but yeah i think that feeling of you know you're not doing something right also kicks me as well so i think that's i'm, I'm working out you know creating a routine something i would like to start i consider myself as a product of hustle culture like i want to do uh, work on my personal branding then learn something and then yeah. work for my company and be better person every day so um, yoga still makes you feel like that i am doing something but meditation yeah. is 
uh, as I see it, it's just sitting at one place. I know it has a, it has immense benefits and all, but yeah, I couldn't uh, bring myself to sit at one place twenty minutes a day. But yeah, that's something I will work on. No, I think I think it's it's life changing. It has impacted the way I think about things. The way I mean, it it mm-hmm. has it has a direct impact on your emotions and the way you feel throughout the day. So, um, I I, I was that's interesting. I, I remember this thing like skipping a few episodes. Uh, I had another designer on the show uh, named Radhika Adani. Um, I know her, the product woman. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. her Twitter is so good. Yeah, yeah she's she's good. Uh, we were talking about mindfulness practices uh, during the episode, and um, she said something that you know, because she she does she has a good uh, yoga meditation practice as well. So because she does that every morning, she's sure that the, her entire day would go well. So I think that's the that was very profound in a sense that mm-hmm. um, you have this ability. I resonate with that fact. Yeah. yeah. So you have this. A lot of people, you know, are or you, you see all around social media like the day is not going well. They got into arguments and stuff like that. They are stressed out. But you have this ability to define how your entire day can go just by doing something for an hour every every morning right so i think that's that's incredible that's really powerful that's absolutely right yep so yeah i think i think it's great you have a a great routine set to yourself and i i also second for the walks um i i also love going going out on walks i i'm very much i think i'm more uh, habitual to go on a walk, go on a walk rather than do meditation but yeah i think i would generally listen to songs or podcast whatever i'm feeling these days it's more of podcast because um you know if if like i think that by listening to podcast you are converting a mundane activity such as walking into a learning activity so let's yeah, say i want to learn about crypto yeah I, I want to learn something about crypto. I'll plug in a crypto-related podcast and listen to it for an hour while walking. So I think I think that's great. Mm. So yeah, I think walking has also changed my life for the good. Also, since your movement has dramatically reduced in lockdown and work from home, yeah. walking is good. At least you can maintain that 10k quota, exactly. irrespective if you're doing any other fitness activities or not. Yeah. So at Although, least you're not getting. Uh, uh you know uh you're not getting unhealthier yeah exactly. you're not getting fitter but at least you're stable yeah although it's it's difficult to do the 10k mark while working from home because i remember when i used to go back like back during office days i used to hit that 10k goal uh hmm. because there was a lot of That's walking around easy. right yeah. so but yeah i think i think you should strive for that and and that's great um Cool. So this brings us to the last question. Um, this probably I ask every guest, uh, but I'll I'll frame it in a different way. Um, for this one, um, so what is the most important thing that you've learned in your life, and what was your life before learning it, 
and how it it really transformed you or your life in in general okay so there are two things which i already mentioned in the podcast mm-hmm. one is growth mindset adapting growth mindset and another is asking for the opportunity you want Great. so uh, when i was in first or second year of my college i was a very timid person i was an introvert but timid like i wouldn't ask for anything like uh, so then i realized this that you should ask for opportunities and they are never going to come back to you mm-hmm. so after learning that uh, i can see that i got very interesting projects to work on and i grew my uh, i could see myself growing as a person and then uh, growth mindset this one skill set it allows me to learn any skill i want for mm-hmm. example as of now i'm working i'm learning after effects as an animate like i'm trying to animate in after effect it it's a pretty difficult skill to learn but if it wasn't for that book i would have given up easily mm-hmm. but i've continued on it and i also implied uh, one of my uh, implied the animation one of the projects i'm working in the company mm-hmm. so yeah so i learned that if you are willing to learn something and if and if you are willing to stick to it then you can do anything you can also become a chess i think gold master slam master if you practice it enough great i don't know what's great. the term for it yeah i mean i also don't know not not into chess really uh, <laughs> great yeah. great no i think i think those are really good good concepts um and yeah i think i think growth mindset is one of the one of the really important ones so i think you got it from the mindset book only right yeah perfect yeah mindset by carol dweck perfect perfect that's great one bonus question before we finish it um so you are currently based in chandigarh right panchkula it's near chandigarh awesome. i did my schooling there great so what is your most favorite thing about the city i know it's an incredible uh, place because i have been to chandigarh a couple of times really really enjoyed every time i'm there but what's your favorite thing about that city i love that it has a lot of gardens and it's very green uh, recently they opened birds park also so okay. if you are someone who uh, hates uh, like who wants to get out of city it's a mm-hmm. city but and wants to be around you know nature and greenery so it's a good place to be in and then uh, the people are very nice very fun very jolly great and the food nothing like it the street food of chandigarh is amazing awesome awesome yep definitely i i can i can agree with you completely it's always a pleasure to visit yeah. there i think it's a it's a very planned city uh, overall yeah. way better than delhi where i have i've been living all my life but yeah i think it's an awesome place right all right kartika it was a very uh, it was a pleasure to talk to you um thanks for taking out the time and i wish you nothing but success in your in your journey as a designer in the future and thank you so much you do too. let us know when your nft is out in in the future yeah sure all right then take care thank you hey listeners thank you for tuning into ad and black If you have any thoughts, feedback or suggestion about this episode or the podcast in general, feel free to drop a note on adintellect@gmail.com. That is A T intellect 
at the rate gmail.com. Until next time, peace.